Friday, February 2nd, 2018, and this is Radio Wave. This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Mechigoria. We have one of the families in our community that's got nine kids right now. The eight girls, and the last one was a little boy. Their fourth child was Joy. And when Patty, the mother, went into labor, she made it over the top of the mountain down to the fire station on the other side of the hill and started delivering. They got a picture of Joy in the fire hall there because that's where she was born. When birth comes, you can't stop. It was a joyous occasion for the firemen. They're proud of something like that. But life is this way. There's certain things you can't stop death. You can't stop birth. And for us to know that the Virgin Mary is coming every day, nobody can stop that. People try to cloud it up, slander it, Keep people away, say lies, all kinds of things. This don't mean nothing. Our Lady is a chatterbox. Anything to distract, anything to stop people's devotion or conversion to it is an ongoing factor. We've been through the washer with these things. We've got a lot of cognition with it. But you can't stop the apparitions. And you can't stop the truth that Our Lady is giving that will manifest itself physical in the realities of the three secrets, which will prove the apparitions and the destruction of Satan's power on the world. And so if we ever told these things before 1981 or in the 70s, I would be told that I would be going to a village or you would be going or we could see and be in the presence of something like Fatima, except a thousand times more that in its importance, it'd be very difficult to grasp, much less to believe. When Maria gets ready to have her apparition, you can't stop it. Maria was at a grocery store. We was out there one time, and time came up so quickly, and we'd been so busy that we lost time. Here we are a couple of minutes before the apparition in the middle of the grocery store, it's just like the birth of joy. You can't stop that. Our lady's coming. Where do you go? You don't want to go to the bathroom. You can't stay out there in the public. The only thing there to have the apparition, and this may sound unbelievable and put in the context, well, oh, it's hard to believe these apparitions would do this. But wherever Maria is, our lady will come. 
And so the only thing was to go where all the drinking bottles of the water was so it could be blessed by Our Lady. And Maria stood there in front of that counter of water in the grocery stores, all those brands. So when people drank that, at least they had blessed water. They didn't know it. But you may say that's the humorous size of these apparitions. How could something be so sacred and so humorous, you might think? Our Lady smiled when she appeared. She understands life. She's in deep prayer with God the Father, prostrated. Jesus wakes up, gets out of his little crib when he's three years old or two years old, and walks over and starts tugging on her mantle. She didn't slap him and knock him down and say, I'm talking to God the Father. She enters into life. I'm saying that to be reality of life. I know you know our lady would never say something like that, and I don't mean to be too humorous about that, but life is life. We've been with Maria, with our young children, when our lady comes and what she does. She pays more attention to them than us in our deep prayer. We've got to realize our lady's walking with this. She understands life and things that happen in this life. She often is amused with it. And of course, her creature of who she is and the greatness and what she knows, unlimited wisdom, the book of wisdom who's written for her, what she is and what she is before God's throne. We are so primitive. We're like not even cavemen. We have today, right now, a baby lamb that's been born two, three weeks ago and is running out with the kids to the field, to the rosary. And we're so high intellectual-wise, and our minds and our capability is the creatures God created us over this little creature. But it's fun to watch this little sheep run around bouncing with the little kids, the little ones around there, and they're enjoying, and they're loving this. But it brings the flavor of what Our Lady must be looking at us sitting in front of a water counter at the grocery store or some other situations that we're like little kittens playing with each other. Who's not amused by that? And so that's why he says, my children. And I often refer to us in fondly ways of little children, because she wants us to have that mentality. So our lady comes and speaks to us today, but she wants us to be with wisdom when we hear her words. She wants us to listen to it. She wants us to be taught by what she says, that we can come and wrestle away from the human side of the world and is evil, and be defeated by little children. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's February 2nd, 2018 message given on the day for nonbelievers through Miriana. Dear children, you whom my son loves, you whom I love with an immeasurable motherly love, do not permit for selfishness for self-love to rule the world. Do not permit for love and goodness to be hidden. You who are loved, who have come to know the love of my Son, remember that to be loved means to love. My children, have faith. When you have faith, you are happy and are spreading peace. Your soul trembles with joy. My son is in such a soul. When you are giving yourself for the faith, when you are giving yourself for love, when you are doing good 
to your neighbor, my son smiles in your soul. Apostles of my love, I am turning to you as a mother. I am gathering you around myself, and I desire to lead you on the way of love and faith, on the way which leads to the light of the world. I am here for the sake of love, for the sake of faith, because with my motherly blessing, I desire to give you hope and strength on your way, because the way which leads to my son is not easy. It is full of renunciation, giving, sacrifice, forgiveness, and much, much love. But this way leads to peace and happiness. My children, do not believe lying voices which speak to you about false things, false glitter. You, my children, return to the scripture. I am looking at you with immeasurable love and through God's grace am making myself evident to you. My children, set out with me. May your soul tremble with joy. Thank you. In a court of law, they have to have evidence of a crime or an event that took place or in any situation. It's an investigation or they're looking or analyzing historically about war stories or whatever. It looks for evidence. It's strange that Ray says that. I am looking at you with the measure of love and through God's grace, I am making myself evident to you. She backs up that evidence to you by things in your heart, things that you know when you felt those things and those tingles in your soul, the trembles of joy, and what the process of conversion brings, you experience this. It's beautiful to see people convert, and it's so sweet because everything doesn't hit them. They're not being assaulted. They suddenly are freed. And they just told us, pray to the Holy Spirit descended upon you and give you conversion. Was that the 25th show? So that message speaks to us about Lent that's coming. Be praying for the descent of the Holy Spirit, which comes after Easter, Pentecost. We have things available to us that outside of the apparitions, that she's not just saying my apparitions are evident to you because we can't see her, lady, but we can feel her. We can know her presence. We can feel her peace. We can experience these things. She's not saying something to be made into a bumper sticker. Your soul trembles with joy. This really happens. Everybody's gone through conversion has experienced these things to a certain degree or not to a certain degree. If somebody else's maybe be more powerful. And the greater the conversion, maybe it's the more... There in joy. If all of heaven rejoices over the return of a sinner, one sinner, all of heaven, then why would your soul not have these experiences? These are offered to you. God's given those to you. Now you have to just pray. You'll feel these promptings. And that's evidence that she's really doing what she's doing. That's why so many people live or believe in Medjugorje. They have physically experienced, they don't need the church to prove it to know it's real. We know it's real. It doesn't matter to me whether the church approves it or disapproves it. I know Medjugorje is real. I know Our Lady's appearing because there's things that has happened that was strong enough for me to walk away from my company. 
my business, a future with it, and turn everything over to God. You don't do that unless there's something real. You don't walk away from your jobs and become a consecrated single here, both the guys and the girls. You don't root up your family from halfway across the country and come here to live here for a way of life. She says, my children do not believe lying voices which speak to you about false things and false glitter. You, my children, return to the scriptures. I am looking at you with a measure of love and through God's grace, I'm making evident to you. The thing I want to stress is where she says, I desire to give you hope and strength on your way because the way which leads to my son is not easy. And the way I rule, the bishop asked me to draw up, is called a way of life because it's the way she's given to us which leads to my son. And she says, it's not easy. It's not easy for what we have to do here. But our soul trembles with joy throughout the year with the bitterness. There's the equal side of bitterness with the equal side of sweetness. The more bitter, the more sweetness you'll have. It's all balanced out like that way. The greater you get the sweetness, the greater will be the bitterness. Our way of life is a difficult way of life. But there's nothing we would do to change that. We have now present with us what our lady is saying in this message is that something beautiful, she wants to see that people are good. And most people are good. Yes, the world is in a bad situation right now. This state is full of evil. She sits and says it's selfish, it's love, and it's ruling. But she's saying, love and goodness. I don't want yours to be hidden anymore. And so when you surround yourselves with a community like Caritas, when you surround yourselves in your parishes or people or the community you start or connecting with other miserable people, you start having a world that most of the people around you are good. And this is really what our lady's leading us to the world. Well, we can see and experience that one day, that most people are good. Because our lady said, love and goodness to be hidden. What she say about that? Don't let it be hidden. And the more we come out, the more we come out of the closet, you might want to say, because we've been put in the closet and everybody's in the closet has been released and we're suppressed when our witness years ago suppressed them. And lady says, don't permit that because their base of their lives and what they want is selfish and self-love. Romans 1 talks about that. God gives them over to their passions. They do shameful things. It's a selfish thing. And there's self-love. And they're ruling the world. But there's more of us, and we have greater power than they do. And when we come out of hiding, that's the only way to change these people's lives. Not tolerance, intolerance. Through our witness that we want a holy way of life, a good life, no longer hidden. I believe kids ought to stay kids as long as they can. Turn off the screen, go climb a tree, get dirt on their hands. I believe we gotta forgive and make amends. Cause nobody gets a second chance to make new old friends I believe in working hard for what 
people are good and most mamas ought to qualify for sainthood. I believe most Friday nights look better underneath on her stadium lights. I believe you love who you love, ain't nothing you should ever be ashamed of. I believe this world ain't half as bad as it looks. I believe most people are good. I believe them streets of gold are worth the work But I'd still want to go even if they were paved in dirt I believe that youth is spent well on the young Cause wisdom in your teens would be a lot less fun I believe if you just go by the nightly news This is what I was trying to create. More people who coming out, because there's a lot of good people out there. But we've been suppressed. We think we can't speak out. And everything LA is doing in the last couple of years is to say what you need to say, expose the evil out there, not scandal. The Bible actually says don't spread scandal, even if it's true. We're not supposed to be in that. That's not what she's talking about. But we have the general things in the culture that we are to condemn and behaviors to condemn. Individual scandals are a different thing. Our lady's calling us to be good and shine to annihilate the bad. One of the things uh, when reading this message that I actually was very touched by, because I feel like Our Lady gave us a little bit more insight into her own life uh, by a few things that she said. And the two lines in particular was when she said, My son smiles in your soul, trembles with joy. Because I feel like this is what Our Lady experienced from the moment she said her yes 
to the moment she was assumed into heaven, that she had that within her, that her son was smiling within her soul, and that through that, she trembled with joy, and that she's saying that we can have that same experience uh, as she did as a mother. And so I'm just uh, asking you to comment on what your thoughts were. When I read that line that said, my son smiles in your souls, it's a great thing to make God smile. She says, it's my son, the son of God. But to do that is a great thing. It's not, it's not some small matter. Can you imagine God smiling at you just like we did the little sheep today, bouncing around little kids and coming up to you and running and jumping up in there like a spring? Things are beautiful when you create a life where you are close to the soil. The song just said, even if the streets are gold and heaven not so, they're paved with dirt. I'm okay with that. Dirt is close to heaven. Man was drawn from the dirt. It's close to our humanity. Why do we disdain that? And people look down on people who are grand people. And the blue bloods were blue bloods because they used silverware made out of pure silver. And they had, through their lifetime, so much silver that eroded into their system, turned them blue. So they're called blue bloods. But the peasants did eat our silver forks and spoons and knives. So what happened when the blue bonnet plague came in? It killed all the peasants. And what happened to those people that were away from the soil and letting everybody do the work? They had no workers. The blue bloods was out there hoeing the gardens. You'll never escape the soil. Because the further we get, the more intellectual we get, the more intellectual we get, the more humanistic we get. And we start losing God because we become the center and not God. And so we will return to the earth. And that's what happened here. There was no plans for us to do that or in a grand way of life. Our grand way of life here has taught our kids things that we don't even have to teach them. Profound things. We've got children here that say, out of the mouth of babes in the scriptures, speak in truth and wisdom. My soul trembled today. I've been out of town. I went out to the rosary. I greeted the kids. They all ran up to me because there's a visitor here and has challenged everything we believe here. He came with good intentions that we're off base and he's going to tell us what to do. He's 30 years old or so. We don't judge him for that, but he worked down the rosary with our children and was challenging them. When they start telling me the stories they were saying to him and what he was saying to them, we decided to bring them in the studio to tell these stories. This happened today. And our lady's talking about the lies, the false glitter, the false things. We have good people out there believing things that are not scriptural and false. And our kids are raised in a grand way of life, which gives them common sense because they're around the soil, they're around the animals, they're around tractors, they're around people, they're around the adults. They see so many things that they do. We've got nine-year-old kids milking cows. You think, what's the big deal with that? It's a lot. There's a lot to learn. You learn how not to get splashed by a mushy tail that's got some stuff on there you don't like about in the face because you're in a pit and they're above you. There's a lot of lessons that kids don't get that the agrarian life does give that translate into wisdom. So we brought them into the studio. We're going to play you a clip of what happened today and what they were questioned and their answers. And be ready 
to be surprised at the wisdom of these children who have not been taught some of these things, but on their own reasonability of watching nature and God and how it works, they speak scripturally. We have many people that come here on a daily basis from all over the world, and our children obviously recognize someone new and are excited to go greet them, talk to them, ask their names, even how old they are, who's their mom, no matter what their age is, etc. And we never discourage that because sometimes out of the mouths of babes, really profound things come out, but also it may be the way that Our Lady is using them to touch someone's heart, so... This particular guest that we're having now has told our little three-year-olds that people have evolved from monkeys, and they've given some pretty simple, amazing responses, and he's expressed that he believes in the Big Bang Theory, which our children are not taught, but in their common sense are able to defend. So Luke, tell me anything, any conversation that you had with our guest. He said that meat's not good for you. Did you say anything when he said that to you? I said meat's good for you. And he said milk's not good for you. What would you say he to said, that? I, I said yes it is. And he said that milk's, um, see, you're stealing milk from a cow. He's The guest said that? Yeah. What did you say when, when he said that? I said that that's good for your teeth and everything. <laughs> Anything else? Um. What did he tell you, Analia? He said meat's not good for you, and he said pasta's not good for you, and not very good for you, and he said um that. I know something. He else. said that um milk. You're stealing it from baby calves. Did you have any answer back to him for that? I said that it's way better than for you. Do you think that we're stealing from baby calves when we drink milk? No, when he does. Okay. He said, God destroys everything. I said that he doesn't destroy everything. And Faith and hearing all the kids, Luke coming to her and Analia coming to her and her little brother Tony coming to her waited for this guest to arrive today because she needed to get some clear answers from him. So as he was not here this morning before rosary time, the bells were ringing. We were walking down, and she saw the car pull up, so she went to greet him. So yesterday I asked him when I saw him pull up where he was yesterday after chaplet because nobody knew where he was. He kind of disappeared. And he said that... He went to FedEx to write a letter about this place. And I said, well, what were you writing about? And he was like, oh, just stuff. And I was like, well, what were you writing about? And he's like, I was writing about this mission to tell y'all what path y'all need to be going on, that y'all aren't going on the right path, y'all need to be going on this path, and show y'all what path y'all need to be going on. I said, well, who were you sending it to? And he said that he was sending it to all his friends across the nation. And then we started walking down to Rosary, and I was just asking him all these questions, and I was like, well, what were you telling the kids that meat is bad for you? Why is meat bad for you? And he said, because it's killing a cow, and I believe that you're not supposed to eat dead meat, and dead meat's bad for you. And I was like, 
well, it says that in the Bible, and he says, well, you don't have to believe everything the Bible says because it's just written by man. I said, yes, but a man through God, God wrote it through man. And, and then I was asking why milk's bad for you, and he kept just talking about how meat's bad for you, and I was telling him, and I was like, why is milk bad for you? And he was like, I can't really tell you because it's your way of life. And, well, how are we born from monkeys? And he was like, because it's all scientific proven. And there was a big bang, and there was atoms in the air, and they hit together, and they started making worms, and worms started making lizards. And I was like, no, <laughs> there was no bang. It was from God. Well, who made the bang? It had to have been from God, and there was no bang because God made the bang. And he just kept on talking, and I said, no, that's not true. God made everything. And he was like, I'm trying to tell you this. You're not letting me get to my point. And I was like, what point? And he's like, you have to listen to me. It's all scientific proven. It's not just, it didn't just happen. I said, yes, God made it happen. And he was like, well... What point are you trying to go to? And I was like, I'm trying to go to that God made everything. And he was like, no, God didn't make everything. People helped him make everything. Scientists prove that it didn't just all just happen. And then we were down in the field and the message, the second of the month message, it said something like, do not listen to the false lying in the false glitter that today in today's world and so I went and up and told him I said do you know I think this is for you because you're listening to the scientists and everything they're saying and he was like no it's all scientific proven because he was thinking scientists did this and scientists tells you this and scientists tells you that and he's listening to all their scientists lies about how God didn't make everything. And I'm Victoria. I'm Faith's sister. I'm eight years old. Today at Rosary, when we were down there, he said that everything came from a big bang and monkeys had people. And I said, well, how did monkeys have people? And if you go to the zoo, monkeys still aren't having people. And he said, because that was hundreds of years ago. And I said, then why doesn't it still happen? He said, because it was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And I said, if it was hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it still could be happening. Just like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, knowing the ark and we're still people on the earth and monkeys aren't turning into people. <laughs> and he said, you don't get what I'm trying to tell you. You just don't get it. He kept telling me and Victoria that y'all have your mind just so set and you won't let me explain anything about this scientist. I was like, yes, scientists are just finding things that God already created. And I was like, you can believe in all that scientists, but God made this and I'm not changing my mind. He said, I'm 30 and you're however old you are. And I learned more stuff about this. And I said, I don't care if I'm two or if I'm 30. I'm not changing my mind. I know God created everything. I was telling him that we have all kinds of animals, and he was like, you shouldn't ride your horses. And I said, why? And he was like, because that's making them do work. I told him that in Revelations it says that Jesus came riding up on a white horse, and he was like, well, you shouldn't ride your horses. And I said, 
what do you think? God just made him to sit in your backyard just to decorate. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I, and I said, what do you think pigs are for? And I was like, he wouldn't just make pigs. And if they were for no purpose, we eat our pigs. He doesn't and believe that in the Bible God ate cheese and wine. He doesn't believe that. He doesn't believe that they didn't eat their lamb. They just threw it into the fire. That's what he thinks. <laughs> He said that we're monkeys instead of people. He said we're made out of monkeys and gorillas and apes. That's what he said. My name's Luke and I'm seven. (laughs) My my name's Annalie and I'm six. Did y'all say anything to him when he said y'all were monkeys and make, came from monkeys and apes? Did you say anything to him? We said that we're born from moms, not not monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we said. I would just say that for my three-year-old, Tony, all the way to Faith, who's 11, they never come to me saying, Mom, do we really come from apes and monkeys? Their truths are so crystal clear that they're confident, even from Luke, seven years old, to say, you come from a mom, you don't come from a monkey. So at the end of school today, after we finished our schoolwork, we talked to the kids about, we did not have a problem with them talking to guests, even confronting them in things that they felt were untruths, but that everything that they do needs to be in love because they are children of Our Lady, that they end that night in prayer for their soul, for conversion, that they are open to truth, anything that they heard out of these mouths of babes be effective on their soul, and it helps bring them more towards conversion. We have a wisdom in these children just by the way they're raised, not by what they're just taught. It's an apprenticeship of seeing adults listen to discussions. that They pick things up that we don't even realize we're teaching them sometimes. The grand way of life we've gotten so far from that really have we don't have any last chance except through that. That last chance comes as a result of these messages and a way of life that God's given to us, and it births wisdoms. They they didn't rehearse this. They were so excited about telling me these stories when I walked up because I'm out of town. But it comes from a way of life, an infused wisdom. We never practice and sit down. Some of the things that they said on this little clip this afternoon is from the heart. It's natural for them. We don't have youth being strong and forward where they would confront a 30-year-old. They're unabashed by that. And this isn't the first incident. We've heard our kids confront contractors out here. One guy had a cement truck. He was driving it. He said he watched such and such on TV last night and asked them, did y'all see that? He said, we don't watch TV and it's bad to watch TV and you shouldn't be watching TV. These isn't 13 and 14, 15 year old kids. These are six and seven year old kids. He came over to us and said, man, these kids are impressive because they don't back down from that. And so we're in a last chance. There's a professor at the Mayo Clinic, Pedro Spingapta, who says, You can read thousands. Remember, this is a professor. We don't want our kids to go to universities. It's not necessary. And this is something profound this professor says. You can read thousands of books on medicine, but unless you have someone standing beside you, guiding your hand and teaching, you can never be a doctor. 
This is something we profess over and over for years. Don't go to the universities. Even to be a doctor, you can do it through apprenticeship. The original Dr. Mayo did most of his by apprenticeship. His six- and seven-year-old kids were operating on people with him in the late 1800s. They would go where the sheep were killed that day, take the heads and bring them back, the kids, and do operations on the eyes. They learned these things. And look what the Mayo Clinic is. It's all ready from apprenticeship. Yes, there's education with it. Yes, there was going to look in. But everything has to go back to that. And we're given now the last chance for this to take place. What difference would it make If I was someone else Is it easier to breathe When I am not myself What's the use in even trying What's the use in speaking out Last chance turn around I'm looking for answers I never found Somebody help me out Running in circles I'm afraid I'm burning out When did everything go wrong? When did I lose my way? If I took the other road I never made a big mistake Would it matter in the end? Does it all come back again? Am I destined for my fate? Or is it just too late? Last chance, turn around Oh uh-huh. 
Girls looking for answers today. They don't have it. Our ladies coming with us, to us, for us, and giving a last chance. This is God's last chance for us through her to change the direction of the world. And people are looking for answers and they're not finding them. And this poor 30-year-old guy came here today to give us answers. He received them from babes who stood like mighty oak trees that are only three to four and a half feet tall. And they weren't blown out by it. They weren't scared of it. And they stood up to someone who's been lied to with many false things, not even understanding truth. And these encounters we have is real life that happens over and over and over. We don't put them all on the broadcast or, or the writings, but many of them do get in stories that teach you on the same day a lady says what she says, that we encounter the same thing. In her message tonight, or today, Our, Our Lady uses a word that she has never used before, and it's the word tremble or trembles. And my question to you is, usually that word connotates a negative, that you tremble out of fear, or in some way it's a negative. What are your thoughts in Our Lady using the word trembles that your soul will tremble with joy. First of all, she wants to let us know that there is a supernatural touch that you physically can feel. I used to tell people in the beginning of the pilgrimages, especially when I was leading them, that in the first days of Medjugorje, you could go anywhere in the village, kneel down on your knees in the woods, hold your hands out, and physically feel peace in your hands. It was not a sensation. It was not imagination. You felt it. It's all cluttered now. There's a lot of shops. There's a lot of stores. Everybody's doing things. And that's been diminished to a great deal. Except we understand the beginning, and we've kept our pilgrimages in the same way, where we go out to the woods and put people in those dispositions, and they still experience it. The grace is still there. It's just harder to find because it's been buried by Satan. You say Satan and Medjugorje? Yeah. He was at the crucifixion. Satan goes where the holiest places there are to disrupt what's there. But we guide people. We've imprinted, since I started the pilgrimage 31 years ago, that we stayed on track, that people have this experience, and they can have that. You have this thing that you really can feel your soul tremble. Anybody's gone through profound conversion that wants to go deeper, even if you're not a bad person, or you have to get rid of addictions or things that might be plaguing you, you still can have that if you're a good person or either a bad person. You'll experience that. Our ladies let us know you can have that. You'll feel Christ in your soul. My son in such a soul will be there when you feel that. And I can tell you, in reality, that's there. You can have that. I've experienced it many times. So a lot of people are missing everything. They don't know what they're missing, but they experience the direction that they're walking is they don't even know where they're walking. They don't even know where they're going. They're looking for it. They're looking for answers just like this guy today, and they want to run away from things. But we have from God this passing moment. If we watch for it, you should be running to it. Many people are locked in the past. They're always thinking about 
these things and bringing them out the goodness. So we've got a future. We don't want to go to the past. Our Lady says, your only future is my son. And so your empty box of memories is not going to come back. Pleasant times are lost often. But if you go to conversion, you're creating new memories that will cause the soul to tremble. Where did I begin Turning through the pages But I don't know what I've read Tread is wearing thin Everything's familiar But I don't know who I am Do you know where you're going? Don't even know where I've been Watching moments pass
I don't want to miss any more of this. Letting go, I want to feel all of it. I'm hanging on every word you say, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss any more of this. Get involved with Our Lady. Hang on every word. Do you realize what is passing in front of you? And people still aren't giving up. And conversion usually brings us to what the song said. After the fall, we recover. What's left in the dark can still be discovered. I won't give up. I won't give up on you. Don't give up on Our Lady. So many people have gone to Medjugorje. So many people have cooled off. And Our Lady said that. She has said, quote, Many will cool off. But you stay with me. In essence, she knows the human heart. And she can see many will fall away. Why? Because the world measurizes them with its glitter, its lies, and its attractions. And maybe you have been to Medjugorje, and you have cooled off, and maybe you have never been and never experienced the fire and the joy of what Our Lady said in the message today, your soul will tremble with joy. And so this is the experience of Medjugorje, and we could sit here for the rest of the evening and into tomorrow and tell you countless stories of conversions of people who never expected to receive what they received in Medjugorje. And so be sure to be actively praying for that. We know that the call has been put out this year because we're hearing from people all over the world, and the heartbeat of believers across the world is that Medjugorje is real, and this is the year to go. So be sure to take advantage of the special 72-hour pilgrimage sale, which is beginning on February the 12th. That's the following Monday, February the 12th. We'll begin answering phones here at Caritas at 5 o'clock in the morning, Central Time, and we'll be answering until midnight each night. And that's February the 12th, February 13th, and on Valentine's Day, February the 14th, again answering the phones from 5 a.m. to midnight. You can call here, Caritas, at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. And be sure to be praying about this if you don't have the means to go, the ability to go, if there is not even a chance for that to happen. Hear what a friend of Medjugorje just said to us just a few moments ago, that what is passing before us and what is passing before us is spectacular and the grace attached to that will obtain for you anything that is impossible in this time. So if it is impossible for you to go to Medjugorje, it will be possible for you because of the grace that is available in this moment. So be sure to take advantage of that and there's more information on Medj.com. And I'd just like to make another comment about a part of the message that I found so beautiful, because reading a little bit about Our Lady and Pullman the Man God when she, in her early years, she was so full of love and so full of faith that her heart was so open to receiving Jesus. And Our Lady is calling us or is here to lead us on a way of love and faith, which are the two things that are so much missing in the world today that has caused darkness to surround our world so greatly that it's those two things that will lead us to receive the light of the world, which is her son Jesus. And I thought that was a beautiful way of putting that. It is. And our lady talks about our life. It goes on. Whether we attach ourselves to her, ignore her, attach ourselves to evil or darkness, things continue. She wants to be bound to us forever. She wants us to be there rising 
together the dawn when her son comes back. Because she's never going to leave this earth. She's already said that even when I quit appearing, my eyes and my heart will still be here in Medjugorje. She's got a new efficacy on the earth. She won't leave. And we're going to have a bond that won't be broken. There's going to be something new presence that the mother is physically will hear our prayers to come. When she says, when you need me, I'll come immediately. So everything goes on. Everything continues. The earth will continue spinning. You just got to decide what you're going to be bound to. is here because she wants us to bond to her, to her son, and spend eternity with her. You see so many tragedies in life, even in marriage. You see the couples and the pictures and the photographs. And these pictures show the beauty of them becoming into the family and the life of their bond. And there's many hurts in marriage today. People don't know how to be married in a lot of ways. They don't know how to function. We don't have the authority. We don't have the concept of authority. God the Father is the Father through 
the wife and teaching the children about obedience and giving examples of giving authority and then obeying that authority. So as a result of that, many things are hurting. Many people are hurting. The photographs freezes those memories, especially the joyful ones. And those are the things you can keep and put it in your pocket and always have it. And by doing so, you can be healed. Love, our lady told us in the message today, is what we need to heal the world. And that gets easier the more you love. When you love, our lady says, you can achieve everything. She says, on another message, with that love, you can achieve nothing. And so it is. All those out there, the families, which needs healing, the marriage that needs healing, the people that need that, can learn that the words that they've passed through their life that cause hurt or whatever they've done can come back to the photographs that was frozen of a time of happiness. Everything can be healed. Everything can be forgiving. And this is what our lady calls us to today in a special way. Loving can hurt Loving can hurt sometimes But it's the only thing that I know When it gets hard You know it can get hard sometimes It is the only thing that Makes us feel alive We keep this love in a photograph We make these memories for ourselves Where our eyes are never closing Hearts are never broken Time's forever frozen still So you can keep me Inside the pocket of your ripped Till our eyes meet You won't ever be alone Wait for me to come home Loving can heal Loving can mend your soul And it's the only thing that I know
Love can make a family rich, where there's no love makes them poor. And this is what the world suffers from today. Tragedies. Selfishness. No selfless love. No love that cares completely for the other more than they do that for themselves. We have a selfishness that has entered into marriage, into family, into life. There is such impoverishment that it causes the children to lose heart and lose their heart and be handicapped, crippled, and never know the love of God. So for family, this song represents something beautiful about what our lady is trying to teach us about love, unconditional love, self-giving, selflessly. And we have situations in the world that are very bad right now. We have people that we know in the government, people we know in the industry, people who know CEOs of big companies. We know a lot of people, different people, just of the ground, of the earth. We have for friends, and some people we know in the FBI, who told us about a case in the last couple of weeks of a little boy. And this little boy, they told us, is one of the worst cases they've seen. He washed up in Galveston, Texas, on the shore, and he didn't drown. He's in between three and four years of age. And this little boy was found in October, and when they did the autopsy, it moved all the agents because they know that there was abuse involved. And they named the little boy Jacob. They actually printed a picture of him, which they never do that. And this friend of ours was telling us about it, that they were asking for prayers to find out who he is, who this little Jacob is, the name, of course, they gave him. And you can even see this picture by Amy Lou on Fox News, titled Texas Authorities Released Photo of the Boy in Hopes of Aiding an Investigation. So we want to end this with what the lack of love does in the world and these tragic cases that are so sad that even people in the FBI are so deeply moved by this that can only be because there's love there. And that's what has to come back to the world. And so it's important to contemplate these things. Pray for the identity of Jacob, that they find out where and what happened and who he comes from. My little girl met a new friend just the other day On the playground at school Between the tires and the swing But she came home with tear-filled eyes And she said to me, Daddy, Alyssa lies 
just brushed it off at first Cause I didn't know how much my little girl had been hurt Or the things she had seen I wasn't ready when I said you can tell me And she said Listen My little girl laid her head down that night to go to sleep As I stepped out the room I heard her say A prayer so soft and sweet God bless my mom and my dad And my new friend Alyssa Oh I know she needs you bad Because Alyssa lies to the classroom The lump in my throat grew bigger With every question that she asked Until I felt the tears run down my face And I told her that Alyssa Wouldn't be at school today Cause she doesn't lie In the classroom doesn't lie anymore at school listen lies with Jesus because there's nothing that anyone would do Little Jacob lies with Jesus now. But these FBI agents were moved to tears about his story. And they want to identify him. 
Remember to pray for this to bring more good to every situation. We wish you our lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.